0: Somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Please, you may have your seat. Amen. Amen. I thank God for the opportunity I have to share God's word this morning, this day. and I'm trusting God that God is going to bless us. He's going to lift us up. And is going to make us whole in the name of Jesus. I thought I was going to hear an amen. Thank you. God bless you. Let's pray. Father God in heaven, we thank you for the opportunity we have to be in your presence together, to listen to your word, to have interaction with your spirit. We thank you, Father God in heaven, because we know that the entrance of your word gives light and brings understanding to the simple Lord we ask for these two things today light and understanding in the name of Jesus Christ because we know that when we have understanding we can build and we can equip thank you father because you have answered we pray in Jesus mighty name amen. and the people of God say amen, amen. hallelujah hallelujah I have a very short time to share with us this morning. Um, Where we are going is actually, what I want to pass across to us is actually not um, complicated at all. It's not complicated at all. But we may have to do some, um, you know, just for the sake of understanding, you know, go out of the, uh, the main theme. But I have chosen to title my discussion this morning with us uh, in a very short way, succinct and short. Wholeness. Amen. Wholeness. W-H-O. Incidentally, that's World Health Organization. But who then ness, Wholeness. W-H-O-L-E-N-E-S-S. Wholeness. And um, incidentally, today is a medical Sunday, and we thank God for what God has used our brother and our doctor to pass across to us. You know, while I was sitting down there listening to him, I was thinking to myself, with what this man has given to us, I am tempted to ask him uh, to please. Just give us a certificate, every one of us, an MBBS, if it is possible. Because he he covered so much ground in such a little time, and there is no way you will not be able to understand the issue of man and health, the way he broke it down to us. And uh, he did a fantastic job. God bless you, sir, in Jesus' name. He did a very, very good job. But you see, when we are talking of wholeness, What do we mean? What are we talking about when you talk of wholeness? It means that something is missing. When you are talking of wholeness, it means that wholeness is a state of mind and body whereby nothing is missing. You are packaged the way you are supposed to be packaged. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, let me quickly uh, go to the... Bible because I don't want to waste too much time. Let's look at what the Bible said in the book of 2nd Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. This was actually the scripture that began to make me to that was the starting point in my spirit for this message. 2nd Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then, everybody say then, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin and heal their land. And this is the simple Conclusion you can come to from that reading of the scripture. If my people. So we are not talking about a people that are not defined. We are talking of a people that are defined. Who are the people of God? Are you one of the people of God? Because if you are not one of the people of God, you can just, you know, just sit down until we make the announcement. Because this does not concern you. But it says if my people who are called by my name to put it to, to emphasize it my people called by my name the people of god the bible says here or it you know it's you can assume from this uh, this sentence that there is a problem that is the reason for second corinthians 7:14 there is a problem and God is the solution for every problem. God gives solution to every problem. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, mention so many things, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, he said, then I will, two things. He will do how many things? Two things. He will forgive the sin and he will heal the land. So there is a connection. This is where we are going. There's a connection between sin and sickness. Hallelujah. There is a connection between the need for healing. You don't need healing when you are okay. You don't need healing. You don't need to go to the hospital if there's nothing wrong with you physically. Even when they run all the tests and there is nothing wrong with you. What do you want the doctor to do? Jesus said in the book of Luke chapter 5, verse 30, 31, he said, I have not come for those who are whole, I have come for those who are sick. He said, a, 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 Jesus answered and said unto them, they that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. All the doctors will be out of job if all of us are okay. Hello? Dr. Ewole will need to close down Shiloh Medical Center. Because everybody is okay. But listen to me. Just like Jesus said. He said, you will always have the poor with you. Hello? Have you come across that in the Bible before? He said, the poor you will always have with you. There will always be somebody who is poor, who needs economic advantage given to them in one way or the other. Somebody will always be poor. Likewise, somebody will always be sick. That is the reason why Jesus said, I have not come because of those who are whole. Somebody will always be sick. And the need for healing will always be there. Look at what the Bible said concerning Jesus. Jesus the Bible said, it, it said, for his name shall be called Jesus, for he will save his people from what? From their sins. So sin will always be there, and as long as sin is there, sickness is around the corner. Hallelujah. If you check all the things that the doctors spoke to us about, it kept on, something kept on recurring. A word kept on recurring: Lifestyle, lifestyle, lifestyle. If you check many of the issues we have with lifestyle, sin is somewhere there. Sin is always somewhere around the corner. Sin is always an underlying factor. There is a link between what, how you live your life and the state of your health. But remember, Jesus said, I didn't, I didn't come to condemn the world. I came to do what? I came to save the world. So when we are talking of sin, please rest assured, I didn't come here to come and condemn. Hello? Don't be afraid of that. That is not the reason why I came. That is not the reason for church Church is not a place where you are judged and condemned and vilified and told how how useless you are. No. In fact, many of us that you are seen, not many, all of us who stand to minister the word of God are sinners at a point in time. Who needed the salvation that Jesus brings? Every one of us. Every one of us had at one time or the other the sickness, the disease-causing factor called sin. But look at what the Bible said in that passage of Scripture, Second Chronicles chapter uh, seven, verse fourteen. Again, if you need to have freedom from sin, there is a way to go about it. There are things that the Scriptures prescribe. I want to go very quickly to another scripture, aside from 2 Chronicles 17, uh, 7 verse 14. All right? There's a link between sickness and and, uh, sin. John chapter 9 verse 1. The Bible makes us to know of the story of a man that was born blind. Hello? How many of us know the story? And Jesus passed by the way and saw a man that was born that was blind from birth. And the disciples asked a question, very intelligent, salient question, but a question that was born out of experience. A question that everybody knows that there's no way you can have this kind of problem if there is no sin somewhere. So they asked that question. And the disciples asked him and said, Master, who this is? So it's not a question of whether there is sin. There is sin somewhere. But who? At whose doorstep are we going to lay the sin? Notice that Jesus did not dispute them. He didn't argue with them. He didn't say, ah no, it's not, it's not a sin does not cause sickness. Which means sin causes sickness. Sin causes sickness. I was studying a, a, a part of scripture one at, at a point in time uh, where the Bible talked about um one shekel I mean, uh one one measure of fine flour will be one shekel, and two measures of barley will be one shekel as well at the gate of Samaria. If you read that passage a little backwards, you will notice that people were already cannibalizing one another, they were already eating one another. People were eating each other's baby because a woman told the king, told the king, is that king. I, we agreed between us that we will eat our babies. And we we brought my own baby to be eating. We ate my baby. And this woman does not want to leave her own baby to be eaten. Come and judge this case. That was when the king realized that there was trouble at the doorstep. The land at that time is just like Nigeria of today. The kings, the privileges, the privileged people are immune from what the people are feeling. The king didn't know. So, and the Bible went on to make us to know further that they, they said they were buying the head of an ass for a particular amount of money, of silver. What were they doing with the head of an ass? To cook it, to eat it. In the Levitical priesthood, in the laws of Moses, an ass is an unclean animal to eat. What were they doing? There was no food. There was famine. And what was the reason? Sin. It was sin that brought serious famine to the land. There is serious famine in Nigeria. We all know what is going on. But at the root of it all is sin. There is no way we can dive, We can divide between sin and what we are going through in Nigeria. Sin is at the root of it. And it may be a national sin. It may also be individual, personal. We need to deal with it. If we are going to talk to God about being whole, if we are to, going to talk to God about healing, if you don't deal with the issue of sin, you are just rubbing the problem on the head. And I'm not talking of physical healing alone, physical wholeness alone. We are talking also of healing Of your finances. We are talking of so many things. If sin is there, the Bible said a little leaven leavens the whole lump. A little leaven leavens you. So we need to deal with sin. That is where I'm going. Now, I want to go to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. My time is going, and I have one or two things that I want to say before I take my say. Luke chapter 5, uh, verse 20. Verse 20 of Luke chapter 5. The, the, the story is told of a man that was sick of, that was sick of the palsy. I'm still trying to get across to us that sin has something to do with sickness. A sickness has something to do with sin. They, are, they, they go hand in hand. The man was said to be sick with palsy, and Jesus was in town, in Capernaum, and the Bible said, you know, I'm paraphrasing now, his friends were carrying him. When you, when you are sick with palsy, that is something paralytic, something that doesn't allow you to use your, your limbs. He was paralytic, so he couldn't move him by himself, and Jesus was in time. This is the man who will heal you. Let's take him there. And they took him there. They couldn't get him because of the multitude of people. So what happened? They devised a means. They climbed to the roof. They saw exactly where Jesus was. They tore off the roof and lowered the man. So that he could be right there in Jesus' presence. And the Bible said something very interesting. Jesus said, "I, I, I, I marvel at the faith of you people. mentioned their faith so faith without works is dead their faith made them to begin to think what am i going to do what is going to happen how am i going to tackle this problem how will i get solution okay solution is over there but i cannot get there how do i make a detour and make sure i get to the solution all right faith without works is dead you say you believe god and you have faith if you do not walk towards making your faith To work for you. Your faith has to work. Hallelujah. Your faith has to do what? It has to work. And you do whatever it will take for your faith to work. I don't, I'm not talking of you helping God. What all they did was tear up the roof. They will pay for it, of course. You know, tear up the roof and lower the man. So that the man will be there. Jesus, oh yeah, this is your load. You came to save people from their sin. You came to, to heal. This is a man who needs healing. Jesus here. Heal. Now listen to me. I'm saying this under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Every person who comes into this assembly this morning with any disease condition, with any sickness, with anything in your body that is killing you or that is making life difficult for you and you are not whole. I have news for you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom I serve and who sent me to give you this message, you will be healed. Jesus said, oh, I I admire your, your faith. Told them. And the next thing that Jesus said, in verse 20, and when Jesus saw their faith, he saw their faith, he saw their faith. Where is your faith this morning? Are you here without faith? are you here believing that I have come to the house of the Lord and the Lord is going to heal me? Are you here with faith? He saw their faith. And he said unto him, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. Listen to me. He attacked the problem from the root. Any other thing he, he said or did to that man outside of his sins being forgiven, was going to be a palliative. It was not going to help the matter. The man will have gone. And he will have gone with his sins. And he will have gone with his sickness. He attacked the roots. Before he attacked the symptoms. Many times we attack the symptoms. We leave the roots. And the thing festers. The, Thy sins. are forgiven thee. And what was the next thing? After he said that. He now spoke. Uh, forget about all the things that people were saying. Everybody will have an opinion. Everybody will say things according to their level of understanding. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were saying their own. Oh, how can he say that sin? It's only God that can forgive sin and blah, 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 blah. And Jesus gave them their answer. He gave them the answer. He said, it is easier for me to say, man, take your bed and, go, and get up and go to your house. Which one is easier? Or for me to say, your sins are for he said, but so that you will know in the name of Jesus. I speak with boldness this morning, so that you will know that there is a God of the word, you will be healed. So that you can know that there's still a God who is alive and who still has respect for his word. God still respects his word, though. Do you know that? God still has respect. For his word. So that you will know. And after he had dealt with them, there were distractions. His focus was the man. He said, son. Hallelujah. Son. Take up your bed. And go home. Somebody will take up their bed and go home this morning. <laughs> I say it with conviction. I say it with boldness. I say it with Every bit of responsibility I have inside my heart that this word is true and you are going to be healed. In the name of Jesus. Take up your bed and go home. Dealt with the root first. And then dealt with whatever it was. There's a connection. There's a connection. Maybe you are right there listening to me and there's something Speaking to you in your heart. Reminding you of things you have done that are wrong. Maybe the Spirit of God is convicting you. And telling you stuff. Reminding you. And your heart is beating. And it is, that's just an indication that there is something you need to do about what I'm saying. You need to do something about it. Must you come here and listen to God's word. And, and be so close So proximal to God's power. Where God's word is, God's power is there. The Bible says where the the king's word is. When this king has spoken, he said, let it be done with speed. When the king speaks, it must be done with speed. God's power is here. You cannot come into this close contact with God's word and you go home the same way. Deal with whatever you need to deal with. On a personal basis. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But there's a caveat. There's a caveat. There's something we need to take note of. Look at what the Bible said. That same passage of scripture. The Bible made us to (coughs) know. In Luke chapter 5. That same Luke chapter 5. I have to rush now. He was talking to his disciples and he told them, as my father has sent me, so have I sent you. As my father sent me, I sent you. Whosoever sin you remit is remitted. Whosoever sin you retain is retained. He was talking to his disciples. So it is one of the things that is one of the blessings that accompany the preaching of the word of God. It's one of the blessings that accompany the, 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 the ministry of God's word. When a minister of the gospel is speaking the word of God, I'm not God. I'm, I'm like you. I make mistakes. But I have this commission on me To declare the word of the Lord. And to declare with boldness. It says, whosoever sin you remit is remitted. Whosoever sin you forgive, they are forgiven. Why? So that you can deal with the roots. And you can set people free. This morning, before I sit down, I am making a bold declaration over every person's life here if you came, if you walked in through those glass doors into this auditorium or maybe you came in through any of the wooden doors into this auditorium and you came in with a same burden on your heart on your life and it is causing a disease condition in the name of Jesus in the name of not in my name my name is Olukule Samson forget about Olukule Samson I speak As an emissary of God. In the name of Jesus. Your sins are forgiven you. I said your sins are forgiven you. I said your sins are forgiven you. Now so you see how easy it is. To be saved. See how easy it is. For you to walk across the divide. And walk into salvation. See how easy it is. For you to dump death. And enter into life. The great wall of division between you and God is broken. The thing that keeps you away from the blessing of God. Psalm 32, was it verses 1 and 2? It said, blessed is the man whose sins are forgiven. Blessed is that man whose sins are forgiven. If your sins are forgiven, part of the blessedness is healing. In the name of Jesus... Nobody will walk out of this auditorium with their sickness in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's rise up on our feet and just bless the name of the Lord. Let's thank him for his word. Now, take advantage when the word of God comes. It's not all the time that you have this kind of advantage. When the word comes, the Bible says it comes with power. The power of the Lord has come. Begin to give thanks to God. Lord, I thank you for your word today, for your word this morning. It has come unto me. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. You have addressed me personally. You have spoken to me as a person. In the name of Jesus, I receive your word with with gladness. I want to profit from your word. I'm blessed. I receive the blessing. Every sin in my life, I rolled away. Lord, I I, I release them all unto you. And I receive your forgiveness. Tell God that. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your forgiveness for all of my sins. Now, some people will begin to argue. Oh, well, there is no forgiveness without without uh, repentance. Who told you? When did Jesus ask that man to repent? He didn't tell him. Sin was killing him already. He needed to remove it out of the way. The Lord is releasing you from that burden of sin. Can you begin to re- begin to release your praise to God and tell God, Father, thank you. I bless you. I give you praise. I give you glory. I give you honor. I give you adoration. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you Thank you. Now can you begin to talk, to talk to God? Lord Jesus, every sickness in my life, every sickness in my life, they are out of they are out of reckoning. From this moment in the name of Jesus, I receive healing, I receive healing, I receive my healing. I receive my healing in the name of Jesus. I receive my healing. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. you will testify. I said, you will testify. In the name of Jesus, you will testify. Oh, your testimony shall abound. In the name of Jesus, your testimony shall abound. Thank you, Jesus. One more thing before I take my seat. If you are here, that was one of the first things I started with. You may have your seat, but if you know that you are not one of God's people, you know, before you walk into this place, you know it in your heart. Now you have not given your heart to Jesus. This is the opportunity you have. If you're there, you want to give your heart to Jesus, can you please raise your hand? Please raise your hand. Raise your hand, please. Anybody on the gallery? Please raise your hand. Lord God of glory, we thank you for the entrance of your word gives light and understanding. Lord, I ask Father, that the light that you have shown upon your people will continually follow them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise, O God. In Jesus' name.